You're listening to the Be Well, Be Wild podcast. I'm Jenny Wolf, and with over 13 years of coaching experience, I know a thing or two about transforming the way you live, love, and lead. If you're looking to wildly upgrade your life, relationships, productivity, mental, physical, spiritual well-being, then you're in the right place. My goal on this podcast is to show you how to authentically leverage greater well-being, connection, and leadership to create true joy and lasting success at home and work. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, skills, and mindset shifts required to say bye to the status quo life and hello to being well and wildly successful. Hello, welcome back to the Be Well, Be Wild podcast. So I have been on a little hiatus because um, we have been knee deep in wedding planning, which is very fun, but also can be very time consuming. Um, And also some other exciting things that are happening is that we are hiring. So um, our schedule over here has been pretty full, which is all good. Um, and hopefully moving forward, we will be back on track with, um, releasing an episode every Wednesday. So, um, and I feel like it was fitting. I, I actually did a meditation this morning and one of the quotes on the app that I use, one of the quotes that came up was life is a balance between holding on and letting go by Rumi. And it was spot on for what I wanted to talk about today. And I also realized just how this is applying into into my own life right now of just noticing like sometimes we're going to have to drop things in order for us to keep other things going and vice versa. So just I think it's important for you to know, you know, just for yourself that like life, there's this flow and there's this ebb and this flow. And There's obviously like this podcast is something that's really important to me. So I definitely want to keep on recording on a regular basis and a consistent basis because I want to provide you guys with some insights and inspiration. And, you know, whenever I started my business, one of the main commitments I made was this is never going to come at the cost of my well-being or my relationships. And so that is something that I am very, you know, rooted in that belief And I find that it serves me in a lot of ways. And this is something, you know, for you to just be thinking about for your own self, like what are some of the things that you really value um, that might mean that you need to let go of some other things and allowing that to be okay. Um, So the way that I like to think about this, and this is where this podcast is going or this episode is going today is all about this idea of what are we holding on to and what are we letting go so that we can create this flow and looking at it through a habit lens, you know, creating habits. There's a lot of talk about um, habits these days. And I feel like it's often something that people say when they're looking at, you know, improving their life in any way. They're like, oh, well, I just need to have better habits or I need to let go of these old habits or that's just an old bad habit I have, right? But we don't really ever talk about things that we can do to let go of them or or replace them and what are we actually replacing them with. 
And so that's what we're going to look at today. And I'm going to kind of have you walk you through some of the things that I think about and what has really served me in terms of creating sustainable growth in all areas of my life. So all areas of well-being, you know, we can look personally, professionally, but I really want you to think of this through the lens. We're going to look at three different things. We're going to look at how can we, you know, create better habits within our well-being, within our relationship, and within our professional life. So those are the three areas that we're going to look at today. But first, I want to give you this visual, and this is how I like to think of it, which comes back to this quote that I talked about earlier, which life is a balance between holding on and letting go. And I like to think of it as we often have to have, if you think of your hands, putting both out, out putting both hands out, and one hand is closed and the other hand is open. And that's really what we're striving for. We're striving for this open hand and a closed hand, that we're holding on to some things that are very important to us, that we are keeping our values close to us and the things that we have done to develop our foundation um, and our identity and our beliefs, those things that actually serve us. And then we have an open hand to receive. And this allows that flow. This allows that balance that most people are looking for, that ease, that, um, that way in your life where it feels like there's alignment and it doesn't feel like you're stuck. Without this, what, it, what else it can look like is people will have both hands closed, for example. And in that sense, what people are often experiencing is this rigidity in their life. It feels like they, you know, move towards things, but they're hitting roadblocks. So if this is you, you know, we really need to focus on the letting go piece. If you feel like you have both hands closed where you're perhaps maybe you would identify as someone that really likes control. Um that is how I have been most of my life where I do have both of my hands closed. So I have to work on this letting go piece. Um, so we'll talk about what that's going to look like. But let's talk about the other side, which is maybe if you have both hands open. If you have both hands open, what that might look like is that you're giving a lot away. Meaning like you're kind of just being at the effect of other people and circumstances in your life. Meaning that you just kind of allow everything to take or everyone to take from you. Um, and you're not, you don't really have a foundation. And this, I think that we go through different areas. I mean, different times in our life, different seasons of our life where sometimes we're doing a lot of letting go and sometimes we're doing a lot of holding on. Um, and it's not necessarily that one is bad or one is good, right? We just talked about we need both of them. So it's just helpful to know where you are on this spectrum. Do are we are we gripping our hands and holding everything really close and tight or are we completely open and don't really have any of that structure or stability in our life where we need to create more of that. So that's where we can kind of just feel like everything's kind of out of control. So this is where let's start with the letting go piece. So if you're someone that needs to veer more towards letting go, then we want to think about these three areas. And I just jotted down these quickly earlier. So it's not an extensive list of where you need to let go, but it's at least going to give you some things to, to be thinking about. So obviously, the, the point of letting go, well, maybe this is not obvious. The, the reason that we need to focus on the letting go piece is because that creates space for the new, 
a big mistake that a lot of people will make when they're trying to upgrade their life, they're trying to have a happier or a healthier life, that they often are just looking at adding things in instead of taking things out. We need both. Um, And so I think that this can be a really uh, big missing piece. I know it has been in my life before where I'm just trying to add more things in, always thinking about what else can I do? How can I add more in? Um, And we're not actually thinking about what is not, what is no longer serving me? What do I need to actually let go of? What do I need to release in order for me to take this thing in? Because we have to create space for the new. So this is really important probably for anybody, whether you are a person that has the open hands or one hand, one hand open, one hand closed or whatever is happening with you, just starting to think about these three areas. Like I said, not a a huge extensive list here, but just thinking about what are some things that I could let go of that no longer serve me. So number one here is limiting beliefs or stories. So a limiting belief or story is anything that doesn't allow you to really step into your power. That doesn't allow you to be connected to this part of you that just feels empowered, inspired, and strong, clear, confident, all of those things that we want to be feeling in our life. So these are things that are happening in the mind, right? These limiting beliefs or stories, these are just things that we're telling ourselves that actually are not true. So we, we interpret them as being true. And we live as if they are true. However, when we start to identify what these are, we see that they are not true. This is stuff that we do in my premier program, Well and Wild Method, which we identify what these things are. But I'm sure right now you can start to identify some things for you. What are the stories that you're telling yourself that don't actually serve you, that create stress in your life, that create you know, you not actually stepping out and doing what you really want to be doing in the world? Or what are some of the things that are keeping you? You can maybe look at the actions that you're taking and we can see what is that belief that has you doing that? So when you identify what the action is, that might inform what the belief or the story is. And this is obviously going to be easier to spot in any patterns that you might have in your life. So thinking about maybe it's a relationship pattern that you find yourself in, a physical well-being pattern that you find yourself in with your workouts or your nutrition or your sleep, but it can also be something that happens in your professional life too. Maybe I know something that I often find when clients are first coming to me, if they're looking at you know changing careers or something like that, that one of these patterns that's coming up for them is that they're, they find new jobs, but they end up in the same situation, even though it's a new job. Well, that's a good indication that there's a story or a belief that's limiting them from really stepping into what they really want to be doing. So they keep on just swapping out and it seems like it's going to fit, like the new thing is going to make a difference, but it really just comes back to our deep-rooted beliefs. So we need to start to let go of some of these stories. We need to start letting go of some of these, these these beliefs and replace them with new ones, of course. But that's just something to be thinking about right now in terms of top of mind. That's one thing that you can release. The next thing is shoulds. I often say this. You probably have heard me say this before, but I'll say this to my clients, which is stop shoulding on yourself. <laughs> so stop shoulding on yourself. Essentially what this means is 
any of those things that you're telling yourself that you should be doing, but you actually do not want to be doing. Or a lot of times shoulds are coming from a place of, you know, good intentions like, oh, you know, like I should work out. And you're like, well, do I actually want to work out? And maybe you don't, but maybe there is a desire in there that you do want that you can get connected to. But we no longer want to use this word should um, because it really limits us. And really the question just becomes, do you want it or do you not want it? Um, So essentially shoulds are just ways of doing things that don't actually work. These are things that you need to let go of. Doing things that don't actually work for you. So I find this so often with whether it's a business owner or, um, you know, and, and this isn't to shame anyone because I've done all of these things and I still do them sometimes. So just so that we're clear about this, but, um, I know I was having a conversation with somebody recently and they said that, you know, they always felt like they should work out, but they always felt like it had to look a certain way. Um, so they just resisted doing it most of their life. And they just would always say, oh, well, I should, I should work out. I should be moving more. Um, But they never really stopped to figure out what is that way that works for them? And what do they really want their workouts to look like, their movement to look like? Um, And so this person in particular kept on throwing themselves into different classes and it never really worked out. And then eventually she realized like, oh, you know what? what would really work well for me is like is having actually a personal trainer that accountability so that I don't get hurt will be really helpful but also the accountability so that I show up um and so what are your things that maybe you're telling yourself that you should be doing it this way and it's just not working for you and it's not of the highest good those are the things that we need to let go of this this really came into my life um really in terms of marketing with my business. Like I always thought that it had to look a certain way. And I was even taught by their coaches, like, okay, it needs to look this way. And once I kind of let that go of like, okay, it doesn't actually need to look that way. I can do it my way. And I'm still figuring that out for myself, but it's, it feels a lot more easeful. So what is the thing that you know, we can talk, we'll talk about replacing it with the next thing, but we really want to be focusing on what are, the, what are we letting go of? What are you giving yourself permission to let go of that is no longer working for you? So the third thing to look at is things that aren't serving the highest good in general. So what are things in your life that are not serving the, the, your highest self, that don't come from your higher self, that don't come that don't aren't serving the highest good in general. So even other people, you know, perhaps it's at a business that you're, whether it's a business that you're running or you're working within an organization, thinking about like, maybe I need to let go of this idea that I'm like enabling, I'm enabling people all the time. I'm, I'm doing the work for them. This is really common, I know, with people that are in leadership positions. So whether you're running your own business or, you know, you're you're running, you're helping a team or you're supporting a team that, you know, if you have someone on your team, you might just end up doing the work for them, right? Um, and you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to do it for them. Well, that's really not of the highest good because long term, it's not going to support you and it's not going to support them either. It might support the immediate concern, which is to get the work done, but it doesn't support the long-term goal. 
So I really want you to be thinking about in terms of letting things go that aren't serving the highest good. And the last thing here to be thinking about is even like gossip or, you know, I actually was talking, this is a good example. I was talking to a friend and she said that she, you know, one of the things that she's been doing is going to bed late and she uses it. She calls it like revenge bedtime, basically like it's time for her right before she goes to bed. But she, because it's the only time that she really has for herself or she doesn't have a lot of time for herself, she'll end up staying up really late as a way to create time for herself. But then it doesn't serve her or the highest good because then she's tired the next day and she's not feeling great and she's not getting sleep. So um, these are also things that we can be letting go of. Um, And then a big one here um, is toxic relationships. You know, if we have relationships that um, feel toxic – And I know that that's kind of a general statement here, but you know what I mean if you're in one. Um, And I don't just mean personal relationship. I also mean professional here. Um, That these these are things that we need to let go of. I mean, just think about that. Like if you're in a relationship. It could, let's just talk about a friendship of someone that you feel like it's just a toxic relationship that they are always taking from you, perhaps, or you feel like you're, you know, you're always there for them, but they're never there for you. Um, or they make you feel guilty about things or whatever it is. Think about if you actually did not have that energy in your life, how much ease that would bring in. Now, obviously, the letting go piece here might be their actual relationship. And I know that ending a relationship can be a really challenging thing, but there's also other, other you know, alternatives here. You can also be thinking about just setting boundaries with people. You can be thinking about what can I let go of maybe my attachment to how this is going, how this relationship is going. Um, so we, we really need to be thinking about like, what are these things that we can actually let go of? So hopefully you have a few ideas for this. Now, we'll move into what are we now holding on to or what are we bringing into our life? What are we actually going to continue doing in our life? But also, what are we going to bring in? So um, here, I want to introduce this concept. You may have heard it before. Super easy. It's just a three-step process. This is something that I'll even do with my team or I'll do with myself of just thinking it's a great like monthly thing to do. But stop, it's called stop, start, continue. Just think about, okay, what do I need to stop doing? What do I need to start doing? And what do I need to continue doing? And that's kind of what we're talking about right here. That stop part is the letting go part. And then what do I need to start doing? This is going to be the habit replacing that we're about to talk about right now. And what do I need to continue doing? Which is what are the things that are already serving me? What things are doing are, are going really well? And I want to pause there for a moment and think about that and have you think about that for yourself because it's not always about just upgrading our life. Like you're already doing things that are working. You're already doing things that are serving you and the highest good. And we don't want to overlook that because that gratitude gives us momentum to continue to move forward. So even just thinking about for yourself right now, What are some things that are really working for you? This very question 
might inform you to know to work on another area of life. Here's what I mean. So the area of my life that I feel like I've pretty dialed in is my well-being from a holistic standpoint. I feel like I'm really great at this self-care piece, um, which is why I teach it and coach it. Now, when it comes to being consistent in certain business pursuits and things like that, that is a little bit more challenging for me. And one of the things that I have identified for myself is, okay, how is my relationship with my workouts? How can I take that same energy that I have with my workouts into my business? So here's what I mean by that is like I same thing with sleep. It's like my sleep and my workouts. Like it's not a huge deal to me if I miss a workout because I know that like the next day I'm going to work out or I just figure out, you know, if I know I'm going to miss a day, I just do it in my head. I'm like, okay, well, I know the amount of times per week I want to work out. So if I have a really busy day on one day and I'm not going to be able to make it, then I make sure I go on another day. So it's just something that's already integrated and I don't take it so seriously Also, a big key component here for me is that I'm excited about my workouts. I get excited to go in because I'm part of a community and I get to hang out with people that I like and there's some competition, healthy competition, and I can see myself improving and that is exciting to me. So I get that like dopamine hit. So the thing that you can start to do is think about what area of your life are you do you get really excited to buy that it doesn't seem challenging for you and how can you take that and into another area of your life where you're maybe struggling so that i thought about okay well how can i bring that into my own my own business well the creating the podcast was definitely inspired by that because i was thinking like what are the ways that i can do that i can share this information that i'm so passionate about that that is actually exciting for me And I realized it was through talking to people. It was through having conversation. And I don't know if you can tell, but when I am recording this podcast, I do get really excited because these ideas just flow through me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to share this information. And so it was figuring out what are the ways that I can do my my business in a way that actually is exciting for me. So it's the same thing with your workouts. You could do it that way, right? Like what is like an actual way of moving that excites me? How can I make it more easeful, easeful for myself? So that's why when we think about what do I need to continue doing, we're practicing one, that gratitude, but it's also giving us insight into, oh, this is what works for me. Now I've learned something about myself. How can I apply that to this other area of my life? Okay, so let's actually start start to talk about the start piece. So we talked, we talked about stop, start, continue. We talked, we talked about the stop part. And the continue part, but now we need to move into what are we starting? So another way of thinking of this is replacing the habit that we are letting go of or replacing the thing that we're letting go of. So some people will call it habit replacing. I really like this because when I was teaching, um, so my degree is in nutrition and I used to be a nutrition coach. And when I was helping people with their meal plans, that was something that I realized that was really helpful for people because so many times the people that had failed um, multiple times before coming to me, they often reported like they were so focused on everything that they couldn't eat that they didn't know what they could eat. So when you're focused on all the things that you can't be doing, like, oh, I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be looking at my phone. I shouldn't be 
watching TV right before bed. I shouldn't be um, sitting on the couch. I shouldn't be whatever it is that you're telling yourself that you shouldn't be doing. Instead of just telling yourself that, start to replace it with something else. Like, what do I want to be doing? Again, we got rid of that should, replacing it with the want. But what can I replace it with that actually excites me? And what is the thing, like, if we're focused on what we can eat, now we have a whole list of all the stuff that we can eat to go back to the food example, instead of just thinking about all the things that we can't. So really important to be, this is why we want to think about what can I start doing because we want to start to think about what can I replace this thing with um, so that it's easier, right? Because if you know what you can have, if you know what you're working towards, well, then it's a lot easier to do that, right? Because then you can focus on that. So one of the things about habit replacing is it can even just be a declaration, meaning like you can say, you know, I, um, I'm going to create ha- happy relationships or healthy relationships. Like I have healthy relationships. So you can make a declaration around this thing that you want to be having. Um, and the cool part about this is I use this as a way to say, you know what? I know that I'm moving towards this thing to tell myself I'm moving towards this thing. And it might actually even be better. So you can say, you can declare it in a way that says this or better. Like, I want to have healthy relationships or I have healthy relationships. This or better. This thing or better. Or I am, I'm trying to think of some other, op, like, other ideas here. Thinking about I am um, a healthy person. I am strong. This or better. Or if you're working towards a very specific goal, you can even say that. You can declare that or better, whether it's money, whether it's well-being related, whether it's relationship related, it doesn't it doesn't actually matter. But that declaration is helpful because it helps you move towards that thing that you want and you're saying the thing that you actually want. Like this is overlooked, you guys, so much because people don't take the time to actually identify the thing that they do want. They're so focused on what they don't want. And this might be you and I get it because I am, I do this too. Like it's just it's just human nature. But consider this that the there's an invitation when you identify something that you don't want. The invitation is to identify the thing that you do want. Use this is called the law of polarity. Use the law of polarity to your advantage. Identify when you identify, oh, I don't like that or that didn't feel good or I don't want that. Or, I don't want to be experiencing that. That is the opportunity for you to then identify, well, this is actually what I want to be experiencing. Say that thing. And I know that this can be challenging. I mean, every time I'm doing a coaching call with somebody and I'm asking them these questions or we're trying to get clear about something that they do want, they often do start. It's common to start with what you don't want. And sometimes we don't have the language around it. So, you know, welcome that resistance, but consider that If you start there and you can at least start to get an idea of what it is, it'll become clearer over time. But you need to keep on asking yourself the question. Be in the question. Okay, so habit replacing. So now that we've kind of identified that, we have to declare what we want, right? But that that vision is going to allow us to now know what we need to do. We want to start with the vision. And this is this kind of goes back to this idea of identifying what we don't want and identifying what we do want. 
I love this quote. I've shared it multiple times by Michael Beckwith, and it's um, pain pushes until vision pulls. So we need to identify our vision so we can be pulled forward. Otherwise, we're just going to be pushed by the pain. So that vision is going to pull us forward, but the actions that we take that are from that vision is going to allow us to move forward, right? We need to take the action, obviously. We need to have the behaviors, but we want the behaviors or the habits to be informed by the vision. We don't want to just start to think of random habits that we need to start doing because somebody else said that they were a good idea. We want to actually identify the vision and what we want first, and then we will identify what we do. Okay. That's, I mean, those are, that's a huge concept there. So if that, if you didn't catch that, it's totally fine. The main thing is for you to identify what you want and then figure out what the habit is next. Okay. So here's the thing is that I really want you to take this idea of a 1% upgrade into mind. It doesn't need to be, you know, a, you know, like a hundred, a 90 degree shift, right? Or 180 shift here. We're really looking for some small things that we can do that will move us closer to what we want because that is going to build your momentum. And you're going to start to feel really good about yourself when you start to see that you're actually stepping in and working towards the thing that you really want. So I'm going to break this down into three sections for you guys to be considering um, for yourself, which is well-being, relationship, and professional. And I'm going to give you some actual examples of what I'm talking about when I say replacing. And so if you want, grab a pen and paper and you can write down the things that you're like, oh, that I think that would really work well for me. Or write them down and then figure out what are the – how could you actually make this more for yourself? Okay, so let's start with the area of well-being. So how I'm going to do this is give an example for something to let go of and then something to replace it with. So for the area of well-being – One thing you may be doing is going to bed late, watching TV, maybe scrolling on your phone or, um, I don't know, just doing something that's keeping you up and you're not actually going to bed. And so something to replace, you would let go of whatever that habit is and you would replace it with what I call is a bedtime buffer. Identifying the time that you actually want to be going to bed, knowing um, what time you need to start getting ready for bed. And that buffer is your time to start to wind down. So for everyone, this might look different. You do you. So perhaps it's an hour before you know you want to go to sleep and you start getting ready for bed. You wash your face, you brush your teeth, and maybe you listen to some um, nice music before you go to bed. Maybe you light a candle, you read a book. But what do you want your bedtime buffer to look like? So we're replacing the watching the TV, for example, with a with reading the book so that we don't get that blue light exposure before bed. Um, another example is maybe if you're a coffee drinker and you're noticing that your anxiety is high, um, maybe you're drinking a lot of iced coffee throughout the day and in the morning and you're noticing that you're not really hydrated and it's definitely causing you to not feel great. Um, So maybe you want to start to replace that with tea, something a little bit lighter, or you want to start drinking more water. So some things with that is you would perhaps buy a really big water bottle, right? Set yourself up for success. 
um, identify how much coffee you are going to have and then how much water you're actually going to have to replace that coffee intake. So that's the letting go and then the replacing. And you can see that even with the letting go, I'm not saying that we need to necessarily let go of all of the thing, like of drinking the coffee, for example, but you might just be limiting it. Um, okay. Another thing that often comes up I hear people talk about is maybe scrolling on their phone and kind of just wasting time scrolling on their phone. So if that is a habit of yours, you might want to think about what are some ways that we can actually replace that. So it might be, you know what, I'm going to go outside and go on a walk or I'm going to meditate. Um, I know for me, a big thing, I got in a really bad habit um, where I put my phone next to my bed and then in the morning I would just pick up my phone and immediately check my email and look at, you know, different things like maybe get on social media and then I wouldn't have any time to do my meditation. Like, well, it's because I was spending like, 15 sometimes like 30 minutes just like on my phone and that's plenty of time for me to get a meditation in or I would be I would do that and then have to rush in the morning right that wasn't great for my well-being and so think about that for yourself like what are some of these like time sucks of things that you could let go of and then you can replace them with something that would actually be more healthy for you um and not to say that we should never be like on our phones or anything like that. But again, we're just talking about if it's not serving you and you know that like, you know, it would make a really big impact, then like, you know, you just got to be honest with yourself here. Um, okay, so let's move into the area of relationship. Um, so this is going to be probably a little bit different than, um, you know, the well-being, obviously, because we're going to be talking about relationship. Now, I want you to really be thinking about personal and professional. So here's an example. Maybe in a personal relationship, you notice that you are really critical or you notice that you are really defensive or that you're always thinking about what that person, you know, is not doing right. Well, um, one thing that you may become aware of, you might be like, okay, I noticed that I'm doing that. That's something I want to let go of. So what do I replace it with? Well, we, we can replace it with gratitude, for example. So maybe you start to look for what is that person actually um, doing well? What am I grateful for about them? Or And this could even be within yourself because obviously we can be critical of ourselves. So you can even practice with like, what are you grateful for? Um, you know, in terms of how you're showing up for yourself, but this is also other people. Um, you could also replace it with more active listening, like listening to people um, instead of being defensive. You could also be practicing empathy, right? So this is just going to help you expand into the person that you really want to be being when you identify what are you actually replacing it with. Um, this is an example that I often hear from people, too, is like maybe um, you notice that you're spending a lot of time with certain people, yet you're not really connecting with them. So this maybe could look like you're on your phone all the time, and that's a habit that you want to let go of. Well, um, you could replace it with asking questions. So you're going to aim to ask more questions. You're going to aim to maybe make more eye contact or just be more present with them when they're talking. Um, just by listening more. Um, and then another one, this is um, this is 
I think, a really great one. And maybe we can all take this into consideration. But I know that a lot of times we might feel too busy to have quality relationships. So maybe you're like, you know what? I have a few relationships and those are my people. And, you know, that's totally fine. But if you're really looking at expanding more into relationships and having more quality, healthy relationships, perhaps it's even with people that you've been friends with for a long time, but you guys have just lost touch. And you're often saying like, you know, I'm just so busy and I don't have time to like call and catch up. Well, we're looking at letting go of that story around being too busy. And then we can replace it with, you know what? You know, one time a week, I'm going to reach out to a friend, whether that's just calling them and, and just telling them, look, I have 10 minutes to talk or five minutes to talk. That's better than nothing. Or it's even just sending a text to somebody that, you know, you haven't talked to in a while, or maybe you did just talk to them, but you just want to send them a text and tell them, hey, I'm thinking about you and I hope you're doing well. Um, also, you could write a note, right? You could get into the habit of writing notes to people, um, actually like snail mail if you want to, or writing an email. Um, but, you know, these things don't have to take a lot of time. It's really just a matter of us replacing these limiting beliefs and stories that we're always busy and we don't have time to actually make time, like make time for the things that are important to us. If this is important to you, right? That's the thing that actually matters too. So let's talk about professional life now. Let's look in at what are some things that we could perhaps let go of and we could replace some habits with. Well, um, one that often comes up when I'm talking to people is shutting down at work. And what I mean by this is like, not actually speaking up, you know, so you perhaps in these scenarios, like you're not feeling really great, really confident. And so you end up just shutting down and not saying anything when you really want to speak up or you show up to meetings and you just literally get on, get in the meeting, but you don't ever speak to anything. Um, or someone might even ask you a question, but you don't really say what your opinion is. Well, if you're noticing that you're shutting down all the time, then and that's something that you want to let go of, you could replace it with speaking up. Obviously, that's an obvious, um, you know, replacement here. But you can just think about, okay, well, if I were speaking up, what are some of the things that I would say, right? And that's going to take time for you to, you know, just like with any of these things, right? We're not going to be perfect right out of the gate. So you want to ease into it. So even, like I said, it's like this 1% upgrade. So you might just feel like, you know what? I know I have a meeting today and I'm going to, you know, raise my hand and say something. Or, you know, maybe I haven't really spoken to my boss about the things that I need. So I am going to send him an email and, you know, ask him for something or request a meeting with him or her. Um, and so, you know, this is even this can even happen in your own business. If you notice that you're shutting down in your own business and you really want to start showing up more. So you can just start to look at, okay, if I feel like I'm hiding out and you're focused on that, we have to think about what are you actually going to replace it with? Well, I'm going to show up. Okay, well, where are you going to show up? How are you going to show up? How often are you going to show up? Start to actually identify those things so you can set yourself up for success. Okay, another one in, in our professional life is procrastination. A lot of people talk about this. Like maybe that's something that you want to let go of. Well, a replacement for that, for example, would be blocking your time out looking at, um, you know, when you're going to do certain tasks. I, one of the things that I do with my clients is we create impact items. These are not, a, this is not a long to-do list, but it's actually identifying some 
things that we can do to move the needle forward. And then next to those, write down how long they're going to take. Because when you know how long something's going to take, you're more likely to be like, all right, I can set a timer and then I can do this focus and get it done instead of it just being like a tedious thing that you're maybe avoiding and you do all the easy stuff, right? And again, everything that I'm saying for these, you guys, like they're just suggestions around what the replacement could be. You are for yourself are probably going to come up with a better idea of what would work for you. Um, so another one that I often hear in, in our professional life um, that might be something that you want to let go of is blaming or complaining. So maybe you're always blaming other people or complaining about how bad things are. Um, and a great thing to replace that with would be starting to get creative around what are 10 different ways that we could actually move forward with this scenario? Or what are 10 different ways that we could get closer to the goal that we have? Um, and so when we're caught up in that complaining and, and blaming cycle, right, we're not actually making any movement. So we can feel stuck. Um, obviously, there's a time and a place to do that because we might need to vent and get things out and let it go, of course, right? And then we also need to step into a place of being proactive and think about, well, how can I actually move this forward and get closer to the vision? So I like ending on this one because if you are finding yourself blaming yourself or complaining about things not going in your way, your way or you're complaining about your workouts and your well-being and being tired all the time, well, come up with 10 different ways that you could actually improve those areas. Start to get creative and allow yourself to inspire yourself because you need that time to set aside to actually think about like, what am I going to do to move forward instead of just taking the time to complain? So <laughs> a little tough love for you, but hopefully that helps. Obviously, there are so many ideas. I would love to hear them. You can follow me on Instagram and let me know what your ideas are. Um, and in the next few weeks, I'll be sharing more ideas on um, how to improve our well-being and the things that are often overlooked. So um, I look forward to having a conversation with you guys. And you can always set um, sign up for my email list. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, and there's a lot more stuff that I send out each month where you get a monthly download on how to be well and wild. Um, and so I look forward to continuing the conversation there and I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you took some value from today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the inspiration on Instagram by following along at Wellwolf or visiting the website at wellwolf.com. I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, be well, be wild.